0: Thank you for checking out the Think Law podcast, but did you know you can dig even deeper? My first book, Thinking Like a Lawyer, a framework to teach critical thinking to all students, is now available on Amazon or many of your favorite book websites. So please check it out and be a part of our critical thinking revolution. Welcome to the Think Law podcast with Colin Seal where we challenge you to imagine a world where critical thinking is no longer a luxury good and equip you with the powerful but practical tools to make that possible in our schools, in leadership, and in our homes. Welcome to another episode of the Think Law Podcast. I'm Colin Seal, and today... I want to actually talk about a topic that might seem somewhat surprising in a program focused on critical thinking. I want to dig in to our gut, our gut reaction, our gut feelings. And the question that I want to ask to frame this is should we trust our gut feelings? That invisible guiding force that brings us to a decision without us necessarily knowing that it's bringing us to that decision. And I want to tell a quick story that will kind of understand like why this has even come up. About a month before the most extreme health crisis in the last hundred years has really come full tilt, I remember being in Costco Showed up to Costco because I wanted to get a rotisserie chicken. I mean, how could you go wrong with a $5 chicken? And as we're walking through Costco, I remember, hey, you know what? I think we're running low on toilet paper. So go to the back of the Costco, go to get the toilet paper, and the strangest thing happens. We look, and there are no more packages of the Kirkland brand generic toilet paper. None, zero. They had the more expensive Charmin brand and we're like, uh, uh, huh, but none. Also, I look around Costco and I realize, huh, it's just a random day in February. Why does it seem like it's Black Friday? Why does it seem like it's a day before July 4th? Why is it so crowded in here? And at that point, without really thinking about what I was doing next, I proceed to put in two giant-sized rolls of toilet paper into our cart. I want to unpack what is happening in my mind at the time that I decide to take 48 rolls of toilet paper home with me. You look around, you see the anxiety in people's faces, I start thinking about the idea that I live in Arizona, which is a state that does not necessarily have a lot of folks who truly value and understand science. I can see panic in people's eyes. And at a very human level, the idea of being stranded on a toilet without toilet paper actually seems like a very serious crisis. I don't want to downplay people that are having like actual health crises, actual existential crises. But the kind of basic human need that comes from not having toilet paper when you need it is something that out of all the things in the world I cannot control. Something that I want to have control of. Fast forward a month later, it's not really surprising that so many people are showing up to grocery stores hours before it opens to ensure that they get toilet paper before it runs out. You can't get toilet paper on Amazon. You can't get toilet paper on the Walmart or Target website. No, you got to show up and you got to wait for it. Why do we need toilet paper so badly? Well, let's go to the gut feeling. Let's focus on this gut feeling. And I want to unpack something. A lot of times when we think about the gut feeling, people call this a sixth sense. But it's not a sixth sense. It's actually a combination of our five senses and the sense that we've learned to use, to rely upon, to make sense of our world. If I'm going all the way back to a question Okay, just take any question. If I were to ask you straight up right now, do you think that college athletes, I'm talking about like men's basketball, men's football, I'm talking about sports from D1 schools where you've got coaches that are making $10 million a year, signing contracts with networks for billions of dollars. Do you think? that student-athletes playing in those contexts should be paid. Real quick, what's your gut feeling? What's your gut reaction? Is your answer, yes, of course they should be paid? Is it no way? Wouldn't even think about it. Wouldn't even fathom for a second. You got your gut reaction? You got your gut decision? Here's the question I have for you. Is your gut reaction critical thinking. Is it? Many ways we talk about a decision we just jump to based on what comes first in our head as like the antithesis of critical thinking. But it actually is a truly important process in the cycle of critical thinking because if I can actually go back understand what my gut reaction is like boom i think student athletes should be paid and i know that that's where i stand initially i know that my combination of life experience my values which in my case are centered around like equity and fairness my knowledge my understanding of some of the economic things at play, right? Like my gut feeling isn't just some made up nonsense. My gut feeling is informed by my information. My gut feeling has a lot of money that I'm still paying back to Navient via student loans. All the lessons that I had from pre-K all the way through college and law school, my gut feeling, I paid for that many times over. And again, it's not a sixth sense. It's a combination of all of my five senses and the sense that I'm just so used to depending on as I make sense of my world. The power here is that when I can actually have the self-awareness to name my gut feeling, to recognize when I'm operating in a space based off of my gut feeling, I now know where I stand. I now have the ability to say, you know what? Boom. Here's my gut response. Boom. Here's where I'm leaning towards when it comes to what I want to do about This interesting situation that's happening in my classroom, boom, I've got this challenge with my children and I want to figure out like, huh, this is where I'm leaning towards what we're going to do for plans this summer. Boom, I'm in this board meeting. I've got this idea. I've got this conundrum and I have this initial response of how I'm going to address this complex business issue. But I know where I stand. Now that I know where I stand, now that I have recognized and named my gut feeling, I'm going to make sure that I don't stop there. When we talk about critical thinking, we're not just talking about a set of skills, right? We're not just talking about the ability to, to analyze and to interpret and even metacognition, thinking about your own thinking. But well, we're also adding on this part about your critical thinking dispositions, your attitudes, your mindsets, your habits around critical thinking. So one of the habits around critical thinking that I want to come into play through this conversation about gut feelings is my intellectual maturity. This idea that I've got this idea in my head I've got this initial gut feeling, this gut reaction. And what I want to do right now is I want to prove myself wrong. I want to prove myself wrong. I want to be convinced otherwise. If I'm the leader of this team meeting for my organization and I've got this gut, I want every single person at this table to convince me why this gut feeling is not correct. If I'm doing a research project on my own and I've got this initial idea of where it's headed, I want to find as much information to the contrary that's going to get me to change my mind, to further flesh out what started as a gut feeling so that I really understand and push myself. I want to be able to play the internal devil's advocate as a parent trying to make a decision about what I need to do in this sort of situation. How do I manage this sort of issue? So if we know what our gut feeling is, if we have the intellectual maturity to step back and work vigorously, intentionally to prove ourselves wrong, we've now completed a super important process when it comes to making much more well-thought-out decisions. Here's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see people completely disregarding their gut feeling out of an idea that, oh, that's just me being emotional. Oh, that's just me overreacting. Oh, that's just me jumping to conclusions. Your conclusions were only jumped to Because you've been training your calf muscles to make that jump for a long time. Your gut feeling is not a sixth sense. It is truly a combination of all of your five senses. Like you think about this, right? You see things. You've seen things your whole life. You hear things. You feel things. You remember what these things feel like. You remember the last time you were in this moment. Your brain develops the same sort of muscle memory your body does when you're riding a bike. This isn't a random thing. There's a reason. Your gut responds the way it does. It is totally not okay to ignore that. But it's also not okay. To allow your gut feeling be the be all and all. There is this mantra of like you know what, go with your gut, don't overthink it. And I get it. Taken to its extreme, this idea of analysis paralysis, this idea of thinking through things to the point where a decision is never made, that doesn't really get us anywhere either. Silicon Valley often has this term, you know, get things done. They don't really say things. They use another word, but I'm not going to use that word. But they say, you got to just get things done. And when you say get things done, there's this kind of feeling of like, well, w- w- what things do you get done? Well, the things, w- w- whatever should come next. How do you determine that? Do you have an organizational gut feeling that determines that maybe, right? Because the gut feeling doesn't necessarily reside just in a person. There could definitely be an organizational culture around a gut feeling. What's our knee-jerk reaction? What do we typically do? But if we're going to really think about just a slight nuance is how do we figure out how to get the right thing done and getting the right thing done? Is the difference between having a gut feeling and having a gut feeling that is built upon with that intellectual maturity? To work really hard to prove that gut feeling wrong. Once you're able to complete the cycle of having a gut feeling, understanding and recognizing what that gut feeling is, and working with the intellectual maturity to prove yourself wrong, the outcome of that is a much more well thought out decision. That is much more likely to align with a type of critical thinking that as an educator, as a parent, as a leader, you need to move forward. And you've earned your toilet paper. Thank you for listening to the Think Law Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast by clicking on the subscribe option on whatever platform you're listening to. Thank you for helping us create a world where critical thinking is no longer a luxury good. To get the latest and greatest updates about our work, please join our mailing list by texting THINKLAW to 66866. Thank you so much for listening to the Think Law podcast.